Well, hey, friends, welcome to Thursday, December the 15th. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. And I want to invite you to Psalm 68, where we begin a second paragraph of this long psalm, 35 verses. Um, and the first part of the psalm is our God. I'm just going back to Wearsby's notes here. Um, oh, you know what? I'm on Barnes notes. Sorry, let me switch back. Uh, I've got these study notes that are open on the side, and I switch back and forth between them, especially in this psalm, because it's got some dense portions, some obscure phrasings. Uh, so so uh, Wearsby says, the first paragraph, verses 1 to 6, our God is coming to us. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. All of the picture of this psalm is is the strength and power and might of God partnered with the gentle heart of a loving father and shepherd, and how he is a mighty warrior and at the same time a gentle shepherd. And it seems like those two things just don't go together. Uh, If you're gentle and love animals, then you're probably not a fighter and a conqueror and a mighty warrior. And, And those things in our human vernacular, they just don't seem to intermix. Where you have a strong warrior, you usually don't have a gentle heart. You usually have someone that's rough with people and and where you have a gentle heart, you really generally don't have a strong, conquering hero. Um, in our hearts, we long for both. We long for a Savior, King, Shepherd, Father, Friend. I'm going to say that again. We long for a Savior, King, Shepherd, Father, Friend. We long for a Savior who will redeem us and forgive us. We long for a King who will rule us and provide for us safety and, and uh, care for us. We long for a Father who will guide and direct and lead us and a Shepherd who will tend us and cultivate us and a friend who will walk with us and by our side. And that is who God is. That is who he is as you know him through Jesus. That is who he presents himself to be. Well, this psalm kind of mashes all that together and celebrates the victorious, triumphant nature of God's conquering side, but as well as, as we studied yesterday, a father of the fatherless, a judge of the widows. He sets the solitary in families, brings out those that are bound with chains, and the rebellious dwell in a dry land. So we see the power and the gentle heart of God in the first paragraph. Well, the second paragraph is our God is marching before us. So let's read the whole paragraph and we'll see how far we get today. And try not to take a lot of your time. Oh God, when thou wentest forth before thy people, when thou didst march through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook, the heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Now, let me just comment on those two verses. David is reaching back to his deliverance of God's deliverance of the people, the exodus of the people out of Egypt through the wilderness. And he's recounting again the power that the presence of God brings. One thing I want you to chew on today is that this God is your God. And if the mountains can be moved at the presence of God, then your mountains can be moved at the presence of God. God's presence, if you have a big God, you have little problems. If you have uh Little God, you have big problems, right? God's presence radically reduces all of your problems. Now, even as I say that, I'm preaching to myself. I uh, had a lot of things yesterday that really dominated my mind, that burdened my heart, uh, that that seemed to be discouraging in nature. Ended the day kind of on that same note, frankly, and um, and kind of tossed and turned through the night over those things. And I wake up this morning thinking about those things and occupying my mind. And yet the day before me, uh, I've, I've got some things I need to tend to. I've got some relationships I need to cultivate and some joy I need to experience. And so um, 
But the, the juxtaposition of the things that burden us, the things that occupy our psyche, versus what God calls us to do in terms of worship and praise and celebration and love and blessing others. Um, I find that tension, as probably you do too. And so God's presence, though, can change that. God's presence can shift our hearts and minds to looking to him, looking up, looking out, looking at hope. Um, and, uh, you know, social media and the news feed and uh, the bad news is going to draw us, pull us back like hooks in our flesh, just, just, just holding us back. But the presence of God coming into that uh, can make those things move and can clear the way for uh, what God intends to do in your life today. So let's pick it up in verse 9. Thou, O God, didst send a plentiful rain, whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance when it was weary. Now, we're talking about land, uh, but by virtue of the fact that we're talking about land, we're metaphorically kind of talking about people as well. That's why I say there's some dense ancient uh, warrior king ancient Israel imagery here that some of it we're just going to go, hmm, well, we're not sure. We'll get to that in a minute, uh, maybe tomorrow. But let's let our hearts think about this. God led his people through the wilderness. The land itself, the mountains itself, were responsive to the presence of God. So much so that God sent plentiful rain to his promised land, thine inheritance. You see, Thine inheritance refers to the land of Israel and the people of Israel, and thereby, through the gospel, you and me. We are his inheritance. And verse 9 says his inheritance can grow weary. Land can grow weary. If you know cultivation, if you know gardening or farming, you know that, um, that you can use up the nutrients of the land. The land can dry out. It can become um, tired, quote-unquote. But even so, God's people can become tired. We can become depleted, expended, exhausted. And what does God do? God's Well, first of all, when you're exhausted, every little problem, every little speed bump seems like a giant mountain that cannot move. What does God's presence do? The mountains shake. The mountains move. The land responds. The weariness absorbs the plentiful rain that he pours out. I just love verse 9, and verse 9 ministered to me in a very significant way in preparation for this morning, and I hope it will minister to you throughout the day. God sends a plentiful rain, whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance. Now think about this. God is confirming. He is establishing. He is making firm. He is making steadfast his inheritance. God did that with the land, God did that with his people. God does that with his followers. God does that today with you and with me. What does he do? He sends the rains into our life. What are the rains? His provision, his blessing. We're going to get some rain today and tomorrow in Connecticut. When you see that rain, you might be thinking gray, cloudy, cold, winter. It might oppress you emotionally, but I'm going to encourage you today to flip the narrative and let it encourage you emotionally and spiritually, when you see the raindrops, when you see the clouds, you think, God is providing for me. <clears throat> God is not only providing actually, okay, through the rain and through the nutrition that's going to come to the land and the harvest that will come in the summer and the fall, which we will enjoy and it will sustain us as a, as a, a, a state, as a region, as a country. <clears throat> but more than that, God sends rain into your life of provision. 
And I want you to think about what has he done recently to provide for you? Has he given you a job? Has he given you a consistent paycheck? Has he given you a Christmas bonus? Has he blessed you with other um, unexpected blessings, unexpected provisions? Has he given you gifts that you didn't know were coming? He does that for all of us. He is a good and a wonderful and a providing God. Just about the time our hearts start to grow weary, uh, the land of our souls gets dry and crusty and starts to starts to seem like it's ex- expended, it's depleted. God sweeps in and he confirms. He reminds you, you're his, he's yours. He confirms that he's at work and he's active in your life. And he reminds you that you are his. You are his inheritance. So my friend, my weary friend today, be encouraged that God sends the rain and he confirms you as his precious inheritance. Hey, happy Thursday. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.